Welcome to the Homeschool Show, dedicated to viewing home education and all aspects of life through the prism of God's Word. Thousands of families are experiencing the educational freedoms and challenges of teaching their own children at home. Now here's your host, veteran teacher, homeschooling dad, author, speaker, award-winning film producer, and president of Piedmont Education Services, Greg Munger. Well, welcome to the show today, the Homeschool Show. I'm Greg Munger, your host here on the Homeschool Show. You may be homeschooling today, and uh, you might be thinking, oh, no, my child has to take a test. Is this a test of my teaching? Will my school be penalized if my kids don't do well? Uh, what are these nationally standardized achievement tests? Where do you find them? How do you prepare? Can I administer them? I have to get somebody else? Well, if you've got the achievement testing jitters, we're going to try to help you calm those today, and I'm glad you're here with us. We're at the Homeschool Show and where we talk about home education along the way, look at all of life through the prism of God's Word. And don't forget, if you ever want to contact us, listen to our previous shows, or ask a question, you can do so on the web at thehomeschoolshow.net. And here today to help me, help you calm the achievement testing jitters is my good friend and colleague, Mr. Dana Forbes. Dana is the owner and president of Forbes Educational Services. Dana, welcome to the show. Thanks, Greg. It's great to be here with you. Great. You know, whether people are new to home education or they've been uh, doing it a long time, standardized testing can often be very daunting, uh, both for the parent, uh, the teacher, and the student. Uh, why do you think that uh, parents are so often intimidated by the testing process? Well, I think one reason is because uh, parents so often view it as a validation of whether they are, are actually being effective with their children or not. That's one reason. And another reason is because so often they're not really sure just is requ what is required from them, uh -huh. how the state's going to use it to determine whether they're, they are indeed doing a good enough job. Well, certainly do. Do homeschooling. In most states, you don't have to have uh, advanced high degrees or any teacher certification. Absolutely. Now, your background has been in the classroom. Um, you've been uh, at least 20 years of classroom teaching, haven't you? That's, that's correct. 20 years, uh, both in uh, Christian and public education as a teacher and principal. Too. And a principal. So you've, uh, being a licensed certified teacher, you've been a, um, a long time dealing with achievement tests and that kind of thing. But uh, do you think maybe that's part of what intimidates people is that having not have had that educational background, so-called professional, that they feel like they just don't know enough or they're not qualified? Absolutely. That is part of it, Greg. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people carry their, their uncertainty about teaching itself into the testing process. Um, but what they find is that really there is no need to be nervous about the testing process because it's, it, it's really not that intimidating once you understand it. That's right. Now, you've been a homeschool dad, not only a a public and private school teacher on the elementary and secondary levels, but you've also been homeschooled. How long have you homeschooled? Well, my oldest, uh, my oldest child was 24 now. Uh, we homeschooled him from kindergarten all the way through his senior year in high school. Wow. Uh, so you could say a long time. <laughs> <laughs> At least 15-some years. <laughs> that's that's uh -huh. right. That's correct. Okay. And you're still doing homeschooling. We, we have twin 10-year-old girls, and we are still working with them at home. That's great. And in your career, both as a... A public and a private school teacher in a cl traditional classroom, as well as a homeschool dad, you've administered all kinds of tests in the various school settings. Yes. Uh, and right now what you're doing in your Forbes educational service is uh, families come to you here in Winston-Salem, or you can travel to them all over the state and even out in other states. Is that right? That's correct. I, I will take um, drives even to Virginia in some cases and uh, been asked about South Carolina. So yeah. Yes. 
So um, you've seen the, the gamut, I think. Uh, when a student is um, taking a test, well, let's back up. Let's look at some of the basics of what is this achievement testing and how do you get into it? What is a nationally standardized achievement test? Maybe some people don't even know what that's all about. Well, the state requires us to take, a, as you said, a nationally uh, um, a, a national achievement test, one, in other words, that has been nationally normed. Um, that means that it has been tested with, a, with thousands and thousands of children. A cross-section. A cross-section of, of the population across the country, even. And we're not just talking homeschoolers. We're talking the general population itself. Public, private, and homeschool. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the kind of test that the state considers valid and a good test of the children. And what they do is once a child is tested on it, then they compare the child's results to all the thousands of other children that they've normed into the uh, results. So it's not really a, a litmus test of the teacher so much as it is just a comparison of uh, the child to that standard or that group of kids who originally took that test and uh, grading them or comparing them in the various areas and skills and subjects. Um, do all, most all the tests that you know of have the same kind of subjects? Uh, many of the tests have the same kind of subjects. There's, there's some that vary a little bit, as in uh, uh, I give the Kaufman and the Woodcock-Johnson. The Kaufman will, will emphasize a little bit more on writing. They don't do an academic knowledge portion, which is your science, social studies, and humanities. I see. So there's, there's some little differences, but essentially they do the core subjects very much the same. And what they're trying to measure then is the student's achievement on a year-to-year basis in progress in the academic skills. That's exactly right, yes. Okay, so in fact, I think some of the tests are called uh, basic assessment of skills inventory or uh, uh, achievement testing or the uh, Iowa test of basic skills. There are all kinds of different tests. Uh, let's talk about, though, why is this thing necessary? I know a lot of states have laws, and some states across the Union uh, do not have uh, any kind of law or, or requirement for an annual test. But for those who do, uh, either an annual test or a test uh, once a year in every third grade or every other grade or certain numbers of grades, but why is this thing necessary? Why is it considered so important? Well, as far as the state is concerned, it's kind of, it's, they want to make sure that the, the children that are being homeschooled are indeed getting an education. They want to be sure that uh, the parents, in, at least in one way or another, are accountable uh, to the teaching process. So what the state will do is simply require that you have that on file. Now, they may ask you uh, later on to produce the result. It's not to see, oh, are they really making enough, uh, enough of a gain here? It's simply to see that you did indeed follow their procedure. That, along with keeping attendance, is what's required yearly basis here in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of the neighboring states and across the country have uh, different particulars about that, but uh, right many states do require at least some kind of uh, annual achievement. That's correct, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you, one of the questions that I get quite often is, uh, and we've done, you and I together have done a lot of achievement tests, and we're colleagues in that, but one of the questions I get, and I'm sure you get, is if I know where my child is and if I know how they're doing in their particular subjects, why is this nationally standardized achievement test necessary? Um, do you really think this is an outside perspective? Is that one of the benefits? Not only to satisfy the state requirement of law, but does it really give an outside perspective of, uh, why, of how the child is doing? Well, Greg, I'll speak uh, personally to that. 
um, having just uh, tested my uh, daughters again, uh-huh. um, uh, it was it was helpful to me because areas that I'm I think that we're doing all right in, then I go ahead and I check and I see from an objective uh, standpoint, okay, yes, we are seeing a, a whole year's growth here, or in this subject matter, we're seeing only about five months. It's not something that needs to panic me, but it's something that might indicate. Maybe I need to spend a little bit more time in this subject area. So it can be a helpful tool. I see. So what you're actually talking about is not only is an outside perspective, but it's helping you, the teacher, as well as the parent, if you're homeschooling. It helps you get uh, the relative strengths and weaknesses in some areas. Well, you know, I might be able to, I need to bone up on uh, punctuation or capitalization. Well, I'm doing great in math, but, or whatever. Is that the way you? That, that's exactly right. Okay. And, 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 and also, if you're bringing a new subject uh, or a new uh, curriculum in, it can help. Uh, it can help you determine is this really effective or not. So that outside perspective, that uh, relative strengths and weaknesses, those are all wonderful, very, very good, important uh, necessities of why you should do an achievement test. Well, let's talk a bit about the different kinds of tests. There's all kinds of tests. Uh, in fact, on our website, the homeschoolshow.net, you can not only find information about uh, Mr. Forbes and his Forbes Educational Service, and we'll have complete information how to contact him if you want his service. But we'll also have a listing of the various options that are available for nationally standardized achievement tests. There's timed workbook multiple choice tests. There's non-timed. There's computer generated. Um, which do you find, Dana, are the best, or is there a best? Well, Greg, I'll tell you what. Um, the test that I administer probably 95% of the time, it's called the Woodcock-Johnson. And the Woodcock-Johnson is primarily an orally administered test. It is particularly effective uh, for a student that has a difficult time sitting there, really hours at a time, uh, going through, reading the questions and answering them, filling in the bubble. It's, it's, that's the kind of test that most people are familiar with. With the Woodcock-Johnson, it's presented on an oral basis, uh, as well as the student reading some of the material to, indi- to indicate their reading progress. It is a very user-friendly test. It takes generally no more than an hour, usually less, to administer. Uh, and, the, and the results are available immediately, as opposed to a test like the Iowa Test of Basic Skills or the CAT, where a parent could administer that at home, in, in their own homes, and it will take a few hours, usually done over a week's time, and then the results are sent in, or the the results of the students are sent in, and they get their report back uh, a month later or so. So the it sounds like there's there are a lot of options for achievement testing, yes. and a lot of probably different price structures and uh, availability of it. Now let's talk a minute who about about who administers the kind of test. Now some of these sounds like the one you're doing is a little more specialized, the Woodcock Johnson, the Kaufman. Some of these require more advanced training. Is that uh, that that that's right, Greg. Um, with Wood, with Woodcock Johnson and the Kaufman test, um, the the requirement on the site is that you do have a master's in education. I see, uh, and that is a test that um, you cannot administer as a parent yourself unless you perhaps have a master's uh, degree and, and permission from the company. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, with uh, the the Cat Five, for example, that uh, Piedmont uh, offers. All that's required is is that you are a high school graduate, um, and uh, you could administer that at home. Iowa Test of the Basic Skills uh, is similar to that, although you do need a college degree for that one. 
and some of the other types of tests, like the Stanford and the Metropolitan, the Terra Nova. There's all kinds of tests That's out right. there. That's right. Uh, I like to comp- to give the analogy that uh, achievement tests are sort of like automobiles. Um, they all do the same thing, pretty much. They get you where you're going, but they have different features, different bells and whistles, and uh, of course, different price tags That's right. and that kind of thing. And so. Um, and a little bit later on, we'll talk about the Woodcock-Johnson, perhaps in more detail, and how to choose a kind of test format that's best for you and your student. But in, uh, in the next little bit, uh, let's take another minute or so and talk about how do you use these tests in teaching? How in the world do you understand? What is this all about? Sure. Um, well, for example, when, I, when, when uh, we get the results back, whether it's a Woodcock-Johnson at the same five minutes after the test is open, or, or later on, if you have another kind of uh, test, um, we, we take some time and look at each subject level, each subject area, and, and try to determine what, what is the strength and what is the weakness that might be involved with, uh, with the testing process. Um, I usually try to counsel parents if, if there's an area that perhaps a child is showing a strength in, uh, in, 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 in uh, an area maybe that indicates visual um, Strength, maybe they need a little more auditory work in a different uh, subject, perhaps more manipulative-based work, uh, like a Matthew C., you know, where the child needs a hands-on mm-hmm. kinds of approach. Well, we're going to take a break here uh, just for, for a little bit, and uh, we'll come back. And when we do come back, we have uh, Mr. Dana Forbes of Forbes Educational Services, and we're here at the homeschoolshow.net. And when you come back, we'll talk more about this uh, calming the achievement testing jitters and uh, some other things in particular about how to choose the right kind of test for you and your child. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to The Homeschool Show. I'm your host, Greg Munger, and we're glad you've tuned in and stayed with us for the second half of the program. We're talking today with Mr. Dana Forbes, owner and president of Forbes Educational Services, who's been a classroom teacher, principal, not president, (laughs) (laughs) classroom teacher and uh, principal, and he's also been a homeschool dad the last 25, 30 years, doing various subjects like that. And we're talking about achievement testing in particular and uh, helping to help parents calm the achievement testing jitters. We've talked about why parents are so often intimidated by the process and the fact that uh, there isn't really any need to be, especially when you understand why the tests are necessary, that they give a really good outside perspective, they help develop uh, strengths and weaknesses and understand what those are. When you understand there's different kinds of tests from the timed workbook, multiple choice, over to the non-timed, more verbal test, we'll talk about that in just a minute, and we talked about uh, who administers the test, how to use them in teaching, one of the things that we uh, often think about is these tests are very important and they test a lot of things. They measure a lot of academic skills, but what do the tests not measure? Dana, can you address that? What do the tests sure. not measure? Well, I'll tell you one thing, Greg, that the tests don't measure, and that's measure the children's attitude about what they're doing. Um, I see children, typically homeschoolers, are often more freed. They're more relaxed. They feel they have a better attitude about learning. Mm-hmm. There's no way a test can measure that, and that's definitely an important component that they do not measure. You know, something else that, that these tests don't measure is spiritual things. You know, we look at uh, everything through the prism of God's Word here on the Homeschool Show. And by the way, if you need any more information or help in any of these areas, the homeschoolshow.net 
is your source for that. But one of the things that, when you look at it through the prism of God's Word, is that nationally standardized achievement tests do not measure spiritual growth. Is the child being obedient to the Scripture? Are they loving? Are they kind? Are they helpful? Uh, And various things like that. And so you have to keep that in perspective, that while these are important and while these are beneficial and helpful in so many ways, and often always required by law, depending on the state you're in and your laws, they don't measure some of the more important things that we have to deal with in uh, in our homeschooling and in our lives of our children. Well, some of these tests are very similar in that they are based on a particular publisher's textbooks or some kind of a prearranged, uh, I call it arbitrary, arbitrary division of the body of general knowledge that kids can learn between uh, ages of 7 and 17 uh, when they're in prison. I mean, when they're in uh, school. Um <laughs> Pardon me for that slip of the tongue there. <laughs> Is that a Freudian slip? But, um, they are very similar in that they're testing the same subjects. But how are they different, Dana? How are the tests different in the style and format? Sure. What? Sure. Well, for example, the Woodcock-Johnson basically distills what might take three or four or more hours for a student to take with, with typically like the Iowa test. Uh, they, they Instead of having... 30 or 40 or 50 questions in a subject area, it will distill it down to maybe a dozen, taking the ones that would be representative of the knowledge there. Second to that, um, again, it's, 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 it's a non-timed, whereas the like Iowa and traditional ones like that are timed. A student can take as long as he or she needs to, to do the test. Um, they're often encouraged through not only their visual and being able to read, but also their auditory senses. So they're able to hear as well as see, which tends to help a student achieve more, especially ones that uh, maybe aren't good at sitting there still for hours at a time. That's very important that most of the timed workbook, multiple choice, fill in the bubble kind of tests take anywhere from three to six hours. And you wouldn't do that all in one day, I don't guess. No. But you would spread it out over uh, two or three days, two or three mornings. And that is one of the advantages. Whereas with the Woodcock Johnson or the Kaufman, it's uh, what, an hour or two, at least as you are doing it. That's correct. Well, how in the world, then, can homeschool parents choose the test format that is best for them and their student? Well, one way, uh, frankly, is, is word of mouth, talking to other parents that have done this, okay. um, organization, homeschool organization you're involved with. Um, you can quickly find out what people are comfortable with uh, and what works best for you and, and your child. I'm sure that uh, in some parents' minds, affordability is, a, is an issue. Uh, the price of the test can run anywhere from $40, which is one of the cheapest for the complete battery. That's the Cat 5 that Piedmont Education Services offers, up to uh, $55, which is what you are being are charging for the uh, Woodcock-Johnson, an hour test, up to uh, 70 or 80 or $90 or more, so yes. affordability. Um, but uh, I think another uh, important factor in choosing the kind of test is which one is best for the kids? Have you ever had any parents say, well, I've asked my child and they really want the Woodcock-Johnson, or I've asked my child and they really want the California or the Iowa or whatever? Absolutely, I have done that. Um, And, Greg, you and I both have tested some of the same people year after year after year Mm -hmm. because they're comfortable, their children enjoy the test, they don't dread looking forward to it and say, oh, no, a whole week doing this. So that is often a component that we look for is the child's interest and what he enjoys doing. Because his performance is going to be reflective of, of how, how he views the test, frankly. That's true. 
And you know something else uh, for homeschool parents to keep in mind, not only price and affordability and the format that's best for the child that helps him get the best score, but I think something else that the service that you need to consider, parents need to consider the service that best meets their needs and the service that gives the most information to help them be a better teacher. Because after all, that is the main purpose of why you're doing these tests. Well, I have enjoyed the time here today. looks like we're about out of time here on the show, the homeschool show. Uh, and we'll have to have Dana back on and talk more about achievement tests. Uh, Mr. Dana Forbes of Forbes Educational Services, if you want to know more about his service and the tests he provides, and as well as other achievement tests, visit thehomeschoolshow.net. Thank you for coming. Listen to our blog, listen to our podcast, and we ask you to join us next time as we look at home education and all of life through the prism of God's Word here on The Homeschool Show.